Welcome back to Pods Unchained, your podcast where we talk about God's Unchained, blockchains, NFTs, play to earn, and mostly God's Unchained. Joining me as always is my friend Caution Fun. Caution, how you doing? Never better, my man. How are you? I am excellent. Caution, I can see you in my mind. You got a huge smile on your face. Ear to ear, baby. <laughs> Tell me why you're so smiling today. Uh, the game I love is fun to play again. <laughs> Uh, Gods Unchained, of course, has the a huge balance patch. Uh, I believe it's the first one in the last. Uh, I'm gonna say eight months or so. It's been it's been a hot minute since we've had a balance patch. Maybe six months. Ah oh, man, yeah, I was gonna say twenty years, but you're probably closer. I was gonna say that at first, but it actually feels pretty <laughs> close to accurate, and so I didn't want people to think it was true. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's it's it feels like that. It's been a long time coming for this balance patch. Um, it's the first balance patch under a new team of of um, of of lead designers and um, balancers, and um, we had a PTR round last week where they let everyone in the community in, uh, as opposed to previously there was just a a small select few group of people who were allowed in the PTR. Um, now this was open to everybody. Um, they got our feedback. Uh, They didn't change anything based on that one day of feedback, but uh, I am very optimistic that they are keeping a close eye on everything at this point, and uh, I do believe we will see some changes probably in the next couple weeks. I think they'll probably leave everything as is for at least two to three weeks. This is all my speculation, but um, there are a few cards uh, that seem a little bit strunk, uh, but we're going to actually go through every single change and uh give our thoughts on it yeah no that's a good point i I do hope that this is uh the first step in a multi-step journey and uh it'll be interesting to see how i guess agile the team is when it comes to subsequent iterations and um yeah i'm just we had to start somewhere yeah and i'm just so happy that we're just putting one foot in front of the other it's a good feeling yeah, my, I, I will just say my overall, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, but I, I, I'm a very excited to see the, the direction, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, the direction is very much aggro-leaning, and I think that's something we've all been begging for for a long time. If we ever want to see mobile succeed, you can't have 45-minute games. Uh, <laughs> so I think that the overall direction here is very awesome. Um, even if I might think that a few things might need some tweaking still. I'm very excited. So let's go through each card, and then we'll give our uh, thoughts on each card and the overall change. And, of course, the Sanctum is new as well, so we'll talk about all of this. But let's start from the top. We've got some nerfs. We've got Fleshbind. And uh, just a note, if you guys have heard some of these before, just know that they actually updated the initial notes that they had given us for a bunch of these cards so we're gonna we're gonna tell you what the cards are now you may have heard us talk about them in the past when when these were proposed changes and things have changed since then there's even more cards added to this list there's a few things taken off of this list so we're going to talk about it all but just know that there were a couple iterations to this list so this is the final iteration for this balance patch so here we go starting with fleshbind um, the old text was destroy target friendly creature, heal your god for strength and health, draw a card. 
the new text is destroy one of your creatures uh, and heal your god for its health. Draw a card. Um, the first thing that strikes me is they did not fix the wording of that, and that bothers me. Uh, it does not say destroy. Like the old text was destroy target friendly creature. The new text is destroy one of your creatures, uh, which we actually were kind of confused. Uh, does that mean a random creature? They said no. So probably oh. add the word target back in there because I don't know why you would remove the word target. Anyway. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah it slipped by me. Yeah, me too, until until someone pointed it out and they were like, is it random? And I was like, no, why would it be random? And then they're like, they specifically took the word target out. So kind of felt like maybe it was random. But uh, yeah, so that, that, that seems like that needs updating there. But that's... That's really interesting because yeah, there were there there's another card we'll get to in a bit that had a subtle subtle change to the text when it comes to targets and uh, it it matters a lot. But um, yeah, this one is interesting that they changed that, but it stays the same. Yeah, um, but so my my initial thought here is that uh, you know this card was definitely strong, especially in combination with another card we'll see coming up, uh, the V Rock, which was a four three. I mean, you could play a V Rock for three mana which draws a card on Roar, draws a card on Afterlife, and then you could play Fleshbind for one mana, so you're paying four mana, draw three cards, heal for seven. That was just totally busted, so I'm glad to see that Fleshbind is finally being looked at. It's a one mana card. It also draws you a card, so at worst it's replacing itself, and at best it's healing you. Plus, there's actually a lot of Afterlifes that, that people want to be triggering, such as the ever-popular suddenly siren of the grave which uh on on afterlife it puts everything to sleep so this card has suddenly become uh very 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 important in death decks if it wasn't already and uh so i'm happy to see it do the health um that means if they attack once trying to trade and then heal the creature will have presumably taken some damage and uh it's not going to heal for that much that being said, I played against it tonight, and it's still strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, you you, kind of, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, a card for one mana that cycles and heals you is super strong. So, you know, obviously Fleshbind comes with the perceived downside of having to destroy a target-friendly creature. But, I mean, if you can turn that downside into a benefit, which death is better equipped than any other god mm -hmm. to do with, you know, sacrificing your own creatures... Yeah, that puts it over the top for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, hopefully it lessens the card's usage rate a little bit. It is really frustrating to play against, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I could see this being better in, like, very niche situations. Uh, you know, if you have a Possessed Acolyte and you need to flesh bind it, now you only have to drop to 13 instead of 11. Uh, similar to Neferu, you only have to drop to 10 health, and you can flesh bind your Neferu versus 7 health. But, um... Yeah, for the most part, definitely a nerf and uh, definitely a welcome sight, from, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and those are good points about Neferu and uh, Possessed Acolyte. That that was one thing that it, it did concern me a little bit. They are they are slightly niche situations, but I mean they come up a lot in that type of deck. So it, it remains to be seen if that will become a problem that it actually is slightly above because they want to heal because they don't want to die, but they also don't want to heal above 15. So now that they can stay closer to that magical 15 health, uh, that might actually be a help in some instances. Uh, and they, of course, have a bunch of other options to, you know, 
heal as well, like return to the cave and uh, flesh. What's the flesh one? Uh, flesh plant. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, then there's also feast of the dead, and then what's the other? Uh, what's the other leech one, where it gives all your creatures leech? Or maybe that's that's feast of the dead, and then there's just a nibble, which deals one damage and then heals you for seven. That one I kept seeing tonight. Um, so just a nibble still heals you for seven. It's pretty nuts. There's still so much healing. I don't think that the Fleshbind uh, nerf really affects that much, but uh, it's definitely a welcome sight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That drawing a card is so, so important. And um, yeah. yeah, now there's a real decision to make rather than just saying, well, I'll run Return to the Cave and Fleshbind. Now maybe you consider dropping the Fleshbind for some one of those other options you mentioned. So. Yeah. Anything yeah. that adds more decisions to those decks, I'm happy about. Yeah. Um, and then also, there's a... This one caught me by surprise. Uh, this was a new one. I don't think it was in the initial patch. Uh, Black Blood Blast. It uh, destroys all creatures and deals 5 damage to your god, is what it used to do. Now it destroys all creatures and deals 8 damage to your god. So, uh, that's a that's a bit of a that's, a... that's a lot of damage to your god. What do you think about this change? Super stoked on it. I um, love it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people lament you know the fact that it deals eight to your god um cry me a river honestly <laughs> like you, it, it control death it has you know you can fit six copies of cards in your board wipe death decks that do not care about a creature's stats or condition hmm. they just say destroy all creatures yep and you know, if you're upset that one of them got a little worse, like, <laughs> um, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, I mean, like, it, it, it's in some ways, again, this actually also could be considered a bit of a buff. Uh, if you're trying to get down to that magical 15 health and you're too high, um, dealing 8 damage instead of 5 could actually help you, uh, you know, get down to 15. So typically... This is not necessarily played in those decks. Um, those decks are usually, well, I don't know. Things are changing rapidly with the Siren of the Grave, but uh, in in the past, usually those decks were more controlling, and the fifteen health decks were more um, aggro leaning. But uh, it's it's a niche scenario for sure. But it's definitely not always bad to do damage to your god when you're death. Yeah, for sure, and that might come into play a little bit down the line, but. Uh... Yeah, in the meantime, anything to hurt those decks where one player can just sit back, uh, you know, just kill your opponent's stuff until you get to your inevitable win condition. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not a game. You know, that's solitaire. So, uh, yeah, anything to hurt their chances, I'm all for. Yeah, definitely happy about that one. And then the next one, again, I... Didn't see this one coming, but I'm um, very happy about it. Uh, the V-Rock. Uh, his health used to be a 4-3. We just talked about him. He's now down to a 4-2. So uh, this, again, was one that was super problematic with Fleshbind. When they announced the Fleshbind change to do just the health, I kind of thought, eh, I mean, you're still drawing three cards, healing for three. It's still insane. Um... And now it's dropping down to a 4-2. So now you're only healing for 2 if you're flesh binding this. Uh, it, it dies easier. I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the V-Rock used to be a 4-1 back in the day. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting that it's back down to a 4-2. It's still strong. Um, I mean, like, mill decks now are using this thing to just continuously mill cards. It still does that. I don't think that this hurts the card that much. The other nice interaction with V-Rocks is they're three mana, and they have four attack, and that means you can half-life them, and they come back with Blitz. You get to do four damage for three mana, and if you're using Blood Ritual... You can buff it up to a 5-1 and heal for 2 and do 5 damage. So, I mean, all of its interactions are still pretty much the same, but it's slightly weaker. It will heal for slightly less with Fleshbind. I'm happy about this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the dropping from 3 to 2 is a big threshold. Um, you know, there are some god powers that either deal 2 damage or create creatures with max 2 attack. Um, or Vanguard Axe Woman. Oh yeah, new Vanguard Axe Woman. Um, yeah, you know, at most one and two drops. Honestly, that that two attack uh, threshold there is awfully important in the early game. So yeah, I mean, they say in the patch notes here, uh, the nerf won't be all that impactful, like you alluded to. Most interactions are the same, but they do say it does take a few common trades from positive to neutral. And um, yeah, I mean, if that was the goal, perfectly executed. Yeah, love it. Next up, we have the Canopy Barrage, which this one was um, a little bit uh, controversial, and uh, they have now settled upon for now anyway. Uh, it used to be a pick one. You get to deal four damage to a random enemy creature or deal two damage to a random enemy creature and heal your god for two. The new text is deal four damage to a random enemy creature. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, uh, second nerf in my experience for Canopy Barrage. Um, not 100% sure why this was targeted, um, but I, I I guess like if you're going to nerf it, reducing its flexibility is one way to go about it. Um, doesn't really change much, I don't think. Um, I mean, most the vast majority of the time, you're dealing four anyway. Uh, the instances where you chose deal two heal two were only instances where your opponent had nothing but two or less health creatures on the board um so yeah i, I don't know um not, not a card i would have targeted but i'm pretty okay with it i don't think it hurts all that much yeah i believe it was uh fake muse tonight said that uh it's a buff actually because 95% of the time, this is what you're going to be picking anyway, and now you have to click less. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so now that you have to get to click less, it's uh, it's been buffed. I like that. Right on. Yeah, a bit, bit, bit lethargic of a <laughs> viewpoint, but uh, whatever, that resonates with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is one that I find a little bit controversial. They were initially going to change Marshwalker and uh, no longer have it have regen one, and they were going to give it confused. But then people complained, and uh, it now remains the same. And let me just add that something that wasn't on this list ever, but also remains the same, is Shieldbearer. So Marshwalker plus Shieldbearer is still a thing. Um, I am not sure how this didn't get changed in some way. It, 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 I mean, we'll talk about the card that this interacts with now in a, just a bit here. And 
I mean, this card's busted good now. I mean, it was already great with Shield Bearer on turn one, but now you hit it with a Wildfire, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, this is hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, so Marsh Walker in a vacuum is definitely overpowered regu- relative to other one-drops. Um, it's a tough card, though, because I'm not so sure that there's like a simple, straightforward uh, change at yeah. its current mana cost. Uh, you know, reducing its health by one, it's, you know, no longer all that good. Uh, the proposed change that they had, you know, removing the regen but adding Confused. Uh, yeah, removing the regen definitely hurts, but adding Confused definitely opens up some new synergies. Um, you know, nature is extremely well positioned to take advantage of. Um yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm glad they left it alone versus, uh, you know, making a change that they were unsure about. Um, which leads me to my que- a question I got for you. Do you have any ideas for, like, a proposed change to Mars Walker? Anything you would prefer to see over another? Um, as you were just talking right now, I was thinking about it, and uh, I came up with something interesting that I don't know if is good, but um, <laughs> it would be interesting anyway. Uh, like you're saying, it's it's too overstated for a five, for a one mana, um, slightly, and then the fact that shield bearer isn't changed makes it just definitely uh, too good. But what if there was a downside when you play it? I mean, this guy's just a dumb old broccoli traipsing through the forest, stepping on whatever he sees. You know, he seems pretty dumb, right? <laughs> so what if when you play the marsh walker, it has text that says, uh, "Deal one damage to a friendly creature." And maybe, oh. maybe, maybe target friendly creature. Maybe not. Maybe just random. I, I honestly no. It should be random because nature is very random. Uh, random, random friendly creature takes one damage. And now, if you play it first on turn one, like everyone wants to do anyway, um, you know, no downside maybe. Um, but other than that, you know, you draw it later in the in the game, and now there is a downside. You have to deal one damage to a friendly creature. Or. No, just spitballing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also liked my shield bearer nerf idea. They didn't take that, so probably won't take this one either. Uh, <laughs> not yeah, I salty. Do think shield bearer <laughs> would, uh, would definitely deserves a, a look, a looky loo. Um, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to Marshall, you you are right though. Like if they if they want to keep shield bearer as is, um, I think my preferred change to Marsh Walker. Uh, would be because there's already precedent right for uh buffing cards to be equivalent to you know neutral vanilla creatures mm-hmm. but with like an additional effect the main one i'm thinking about is uh the war card the two mana two four i forget its name there oh warmonger um, smith thank you um, he's very yeah, powerful you know he right, gives yeah, plus two a, to a relic when you uh exactly. roar yeah it's a skeleton heavy with an additional conditional effect. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm wondering with Marsh Walker, if you just made it a two mana two four with confused and regen one, would that be all that? You know, it might be a little redundant having Black Jaguar in the fold. Mm. Um, but you know, it would definitely be markedly worse than Black Jaguar in some matchups. I'm mainly thinking about Light and Light's Levy. Mm. Um, but, you know, I don't think it would be too incredibly powerful. Um, oh, good point, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't think it would be problematic at that stat line with those combinations of effects, and uh, it would take away that 
yeah. Walker Shield Bearer turn one interaction. Yeah, as as you were saying, as you were saying uh, earlier, I, I I was thinking this as well. To be honest, I was like, what if they made it a two mana two five with Regen one and just cut out the Shield Bearer? <laughs> but obviously, that's insane. But right now, you get that plus a Shield Bearer on turn one. So any any change uh, to get slightly less stats on the board on turn one would be a benefit so a two four for two mana maybe it still feels really strong but again like you said you have warmonger smith um and then there's also the uh, cruel overseer for death which is the same as a hunt warden or a dune calvary it's a those are vanilla three fours for three mana cruel overseer is a three mana uh three four but also it additionally if you're under 15 health, uh, it summons two one ones. So I, I do like your concept idea here of, you know, make it similar or the same even as another card uh, that's neutral and maybe give it some type of condition. I, I do like that. I think uh, other thing I was thinking was mm -hmm. maybe like it, it's a two mana one four with regen one um, with like a condition, you know when you summon this creature, if you control another wild creature, give it plus one attack. Uh, hmm. you know, some along those lines. I feel like now that everything is a wild, though, it's uh, it's too easy. Yeah, it'd be pretty strong, but even then, if you meet the condition, it's a two-mana, two-four with regen one. Um, but yeah, know, I, I guess that you have all that to. Insane. Yeah, but you have to get rid of the shield bearer in that scenario, I think. Otherwise, yeah. it's too easy to make it a three-five with regen. Uh, beast mode <laughs> yeah i plus with wildfire oh my god i can't wait to talk about that one <laughs> all right well yeah we'll think about it we'll come back to you guys yeah we'll come back to it <laughs> but i i don't know i kind of i like my idea it feels more like a death um card maybe if it if it's doing damage to your own creatures in order to summon something i would like to see cards like that i know there is like the hun hunger demon um which destroys a card in order to play it uh, I think it would be cool to have more conditional type cards where y if you want to play it, you got to do something. Um, and honestly, that bro like I said, that Broccoli, he's just stomping around. Like that little badger, that little eagle, they're getting squished under this guy. So like, you know, do one damage to a random creature. I like it. Yeah, eat one badger. <laughs> exactly. Now, now that I love. <laughs> you must eat one badger or eagle in order to play a Marshwalker. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got Sip of Elixir. This is a card that we have been asking for change for, I'm going to say three years. <laughs> and it has finally come. Uh, I have not had a chance to play it myself yet, but I'm curious if you have. But here is the text, and then we'll see what you think. Uh, the old text was, give a friendly creature afterlife, unlock a mana lock, and draw a card. The new text, just straight up, unlock a mana lock. What do you think? Have you played it yet? What are your thoughts? I haven't played it yet because I don't find those decks enjoyable. Um, that being said, I've seen a lot of people complain about you know the fact that it's much much worse than it used to be. Um, I, I I disagree. It's perfectly it's perfectly viable still. Um, yeah. You no longer have a condition. You can just pip up into that on turn one. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty nuts. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, part of me feels like it's a buff. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I, the asterisk implosion change, which we'll get to next, um, definitely more consequential when it comes to lowering the power level of ramp magic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the sip of elixir change kind of just kicks the can down the road. Um, hmm. But, you know, mana ramp 
it needs to be difficult it just it, it needs to be really really difficult and uh yeah i don't think that this uh did a great job of accomplishing that um yeah removing the card draw makes it a little bit more consistent or uh inconsistent when it comes say in the context of the whole deck but as far as being able to play it goes it's far more consistent so uh yeah the yeah, fact know. that you could um, play it on turn one is pretty insane yeah i kind of wish they just you know honestly like, i would have preferred the same condition and just uh you know give a friendly creature you know or rather uh two mana choose one give a friendly creature afterlife unlock a mana lock or give a friendly creature afterlife draw a card um you know kind of like a ruined asp but hmm. with with an extra condition but i think that's fair because uh it's single-sided ramp rather than mutual ramp so yeah and and there's no like you said there's no condition and the, the condition used to have some counters being like lights levy or Umber Arrow was even scarier because then your opponent gets to ramp. And those are gone now. Now you just get to ramp instantly. So, yeah, it's definitely... It definitely feels like a, a buff in, in, in many ways, although I agree that that drawing a card was, was definitely problematic. But I, I agree that it should probably still just be an afterlife. Um, yeah, this feels... I have Again, I have not had a chance to play it yet, but I... I'm interested to see how it works. It it just seems strong. Yeah, I agree. As soon as Magic gets uh, more tools, I guess now now that Astric Implosion uh, has been hurt pretty bad there, uh, you know, I feel like as soon as Magic gets another tool in that five six mana slot to uh, help control your opponent's side of the board, I think Sip of Elixir will need another another look at some point. Yeah, to that point, this is the nerfs section. Then there's a buff section and a change section. And, um, I, yeah, I don't believe that this is categorized correctly. I don't think this is a nerf. I think it's a change. Agreed. Next up, we've got Asterisk Implosion. This card used to wreak havoc for a long time. This is another one we asked for changes for for many, many years. And it's finally here, and I'm excited. Caution. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh what what speak for yourself i i didn't ask for a change for aster completely yeah. it's fine <laughs> i think it was fine as is um again i think the ramp is the problem not the aoe but yeah hey, I, whatever I mean, we have to do to shake things up you know yeah um and i think that this this change is a little bit weird but let's read it out old text was deal five damage to a creature three damage to all other creatures New text deals six damage to a character and one damage to each other creature. So you can now go face with this thing, though I'm not sure you'd ever really have time. Um, so mostly it's just a single target removal for six damage, and then also it does one damage to everything else. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to look at it like comparatively, it's... If you were to play a Worm Breath on a creature and then play a Tracking Bolt and deal one to everything, it's six mana for the exact same effect. Hmm. Um, this, you know, it does have the benefit of being able to push six mana to the face. Um, yeah, that being said, it had a very well-defined role in its old form. Um, you know, it was a six mana AoE removal spell. Uh, whereas, yeah, now they've definitely given it more flexibility, but at what cost? I mean, I, I don't... 
I don't see much of a reason to run this. Um, I saw one of our good friends, Crumpy Lumpkins, uh, running this as some top-end burst damage in an Aether <laughs> Magic deck. And uh, it surprised the hell out of me. We talked about it for you know a minute or two, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to ditch the asterisk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, I don't think... Uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of a reason to run it. I mean, and to that note, for burst damage, I mean, there's another change uh, coming up that it's basically this card, except instead of doing one damage to each other creature... Uh, it draws you a card. So there's now two six-mana spells that deal six damage to a character, and then one that does one damage to each other creature, and one that just draws you a card. Um, that would be... I'm just going to talk about it now because it's basically the same card. Um, it's <laughs> a, it's Epiphany. Uh, Epiphany used to be seven mana, now it's six. So it's, it's just same card, but one mana cheaper, um, and an important mana cheaper. But... Uh, what are your thoughts on Epiphany, and what are your thoughts on Epiphany versus Asterisk Implosion? Yeah, see, I think that was the goal of the balance team here. I don't want to speak for them, but from my perspective, it seems like the goal was to ask Magic players a question. Would you rather run Asterisk Implosion or Epiphany? And I think the correct answer is neither. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't see a reason to run either. Um, you know, not when you have direct damage in the form of worm breath i think that's just far better for you know it's mana cost if you're interested in squeezing in some burst damage uh and if you want aoe uh, you know i you could argue crystal rain is objectively better than astric implosion at this point just being able to drop it two turns earlier and uh, having it deal more aoe damage and it's single-sided damage rather yeah. than mutual damage and you get a 4c uh, so bonus Oh yeah, I almost forgot. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just you know I I, I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I um I I would disagree that um that the old Asterisk Implosion was was good. I mean, I remember watching Mirage stream. Uh, I believe it's on YouTube. I think you could find Mirage's. Uh, it's probably on the TST YouTube uh, where Mirage did a stream all about like how to play um how to play ramp magic it was during his yeah. streak when he had gone 75 out of 75 during the weekend ranked and uh <laughs> i don't know if it was like but right it was around that time i don't know if it was during that exact stream but petrify and maybe i i can't remember if it was that stream specifically or maybe it was even one of my streams and petrify came in but mirage was there and and mirage i will defer to as the I mean, seventy-five out of seventy-five is is ridiculous, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he did say like Petrify was like I think the problem is the five damage. If we lower that, would it be good? And Mirage said no. The five damage is fine. It's the three damage that's the problem. And I think I think what he wanted, and I could be misspeaking here, but it was a while back. But I think he wanted it to drop to maybe two damage. So like deal five to one creature, deal two to all their creatures. And I do think that that would probably be more fair and balanced than the new i agree the new version you just don't play it it just seems weird i think if i had to pick one i would play a piff i don't even know honestly i think you're right you just don't play either yeah. uh so i don't know i'm not sure how i feel about this one um it's also hard to be objectively 
mad about any nerfs to control because control has just dominated the last six months um so if i have to see ramp magic one less time now because of this i it's hard for me to be mad I can't, I can't, yeah. i'm gonna be honest i can't be mad no again like, I, it's it's interesting i'm ram magic never uh never felt the same to me as some of the other more popular control archetypes i.e board wipe death i.e onslaught um is there were there were just there, there were so many factors at play um you had, you had to think every single turn when mm -hmm. you were playing ramp magic uh whereas the others are you can pretty much autopilot from turn one all of your turns are dictated for you it's just respond to exactly what your opponent does and all of your cards are super well equipped to do that uh ramp magic involves a lot of math it involves a lot of playing probabilities um and you know your win condition is not inevitable unless you focus the entire game and you yeah. know manufacture it from turn one yeah speaking mostly about the two mana avatar of magic there's a lot of setup involved it's not just i find my hypocrisy i find my copash i play them <laughs> me make and, uh, trade yeah or just yeah me make trade which one kills it play my deadly oh you, you have know? 11 so, deadlies uh, you do have to pick between which of your 11 deadlies you want to use yeah, well, oh man, sometimes I use one, sometimes I use the other. It's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, no, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really mind the presence of ramp magic. I did think it was a little too consistent. Yeah. Um, but I think what enables that consistency is the ramp itself and the ease with which you can weave the ramp in in the early game. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think... I think absent the ramp, I don't think Astric Implosion is too powerful, like in a vacuum at deal five and three to all others. Um, but, you know, hey, yeah, like you said, though, any anything to uh, move the average turns down from, you know, into the double digits down to, oh, I don't know, seven, eight. Um, yeah, any anything that helps along those lines, I'm all for it at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, next up is a change that... Uh... I don't know if it helps that or not. I'm not sure how to feel about this one. But the the ever ubiquitous Vanguard Axe Woman has swapped places with the Tavern Brawler. And now the Vanguard Axe Woman is a 1-mana 2-2 two -two instead of a 2-mana two 2-3. Two how do you feel about this? I'm not stoked on it. Namely because I grinded my butt off to get three copies of those Shadow Vanguard Axe Women back in the day. Oh, word. Um, yeah, no, this is another one that uh, we're still in the nerf section, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is uh, improperly categorized as well. I'd consider this a flat change. Yeah. Um, yeah, it no longer value trades with every single one drop, save for Wild Hog. Um, that said, it, it is better in uh, quite a few instances. Um, you know, hmm. you can pair it with things on turn one, i.e., Shield Bear, i.e., yeah. Trial Spirit. Um, in light, especially, it's uh, I would argue it's a buff for light. Um, being able to on turn five play the Vanguard and pip up into Canonize, or play Master of Indulgences and Vanguard Axe Woman for five mana. I think both of those interactions got a, a lot more powerful. Um, and you know, honestly, in a lot of decks, you, you don't really care about getting a value trade. You just want to be able to deal two damage for one mana that goes through ward. Hmm. And um, a lot of people were fine, you know, getting that exact interaction for two mana. 
Um, so they should probably be fine getting it for one mana. Um, I don't <laughs> mind the change one bit. Um, yeah, I think it's, you know, again, just really anything to shake things up. And this definitely shake things up. It shakes oh, yeah. things up. Like you said, this is the most popular card in the game. Everybody has access to it. It's a very strong reactive tool. And um, yeah, no, I, I certainly don't mind the change one bit. Um, and I'm interested to see how it changes early game interactions that we're so used to seeing. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you think it will still be the most used card in the game? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I do. I think it has a big, big advantage in that it's from the welcome set. So, you know, you step into the game and you have two axe women. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, the like I said, the, its primary function, it definitely still accomplishes that. So, uh, yeah, I do. I do think that most decks will run two axe women. Interesting. How about you? Um. Yeah, my, my initial thought... In fact, someone asked me this morning, and I said, like, they they asked if they should play Axe Women in in a in a nature deck, um, like in an aggro nature deck. And my initial thought was just, no, of course not. Like, it's not wild. There's plenty of wilds. Um, like, let's put some wilds in instead of these Axe Women. And then later in the day, I replied again, and I said, I've thought about it more, and, and I would actually, I take it back. I'd play the Axe Women. Um, and it was pretty much the exact same thing you just said. You you can for one mana play that card and then i said as long as you're playing shield bearers and trial spirits then i would play it and that's pretty much exactly what you just said um you can buff that card to a three three and it's it only costs you one mana to play it so i mean i think as long as you're playing shield bearers you still play an axe woman no matter what and um like you said it goes through ward and stuff so maybe even even if you're not playing shield bearers um yeah it, it's it's still a good card I do think it will drop a little bit in usage rate, but yeah, I think it probably will still be the most played card. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Um, no, but um, <laughs> you know, we should we should set up a little poll. It'd be interesting to see what uh, perception is on that and how it plays. Yeah, out. for sure. Um, next up, we've got a card that I finally unpacked my second copy of. Just in time. <laughs> just oh, over, man. Yeah, just over the weekend. I, I think it was literally Sunday night. I uh, unpacked wow. a blind, my second blind martyr. I do did. You think a, that's what caused them to finally <laughs> do it. Yeah, I think they've they've been waiting all this time. I finally unpacked it, and then boom, they pushed the button. Wow, what a good prank. <laughs> I did unpack two many, many moons ago, uh, and, and I, I forged them and sold it for $1. Um, now, recently, <laughs> I just saw someone sold one for $1,500. Oh, that's it? So, yeah. Um, but now I finally unpacked a second copy of a, of a pair of them. So I'm back to two. But uh, they've now nerfed the Blind Martyr, although it is still up from where it used to be. Uh, because zero attack creatures used to not be able to attack. Now zero attack creatures can attack. So it's a nerf. It went from one strength back down to zero strength. But this time around, it can still decide when it wants to be traded off. Um, which is one of the huge things that happened to it when it went up to one strength. Was it oh, yeah. then got to dictate, hey, I want to trade off now because I have five creatures on board and they're all going to get buffed. Um, so it, it does hurt the card, but does it hurt its usage rate that much? I don't think so. It still gets buffed for mysterious. It's still, you know, 
it's still you still get to choose when you want to make trade it's still got frontline so it still stands in the way of some stuff i mean what do you think i think it's it's almost i mean it's definitely a nerf because it did lose a strength but it's almost just a change rather than a nerf yeah it's it needed to happen i mean the, yeah you could you could argue the current iteration is still too strong um mm. relative value for one mana uh but yeah no a, a real welcome site um you know it's no secret if you've listened to not even just the podcast just me talk ever you know my <laughs> thoughts on light and uh yeah anything to lower its power level absolutely all for it keep it going light op for sure <laughs> Uh, now we're up to the buffs section. So buffs, we've got Untamed Regrowth, which changed from a three <laughs> mana card down to a one mana card, and it's. I old... did. Uh, can I be, can I tell you something? <laughs> I didn't even know the card's name just because we've been calling it New Packstock. <laughs> I had no reason to learn the card's name. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So Untamed Regrowth is called is this New Packstock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. Uh, they got rid of Packstock, and now they've basically replaced Packstock with Untamed Regrowth. Uh, this confuses all enemy creatures and refreshes four mana. And uh, that's exactly what it used to do, but it used to cost three mana, which is insane, because why would you play this? It basically just takes up a spot in your hand, in your deck, and uh, then it gives you one extra mana. Now it gives you three extra mana, and could be used to pop a ward on everything and gives confused to all of your own creatures which could be synergized with a gloom druid for instance although most wild creatures are already confused so it's not that big of a of a change but uh if you're playing like shield bearers and chiron and stuff like that uh they're not confused so what are your thoughts on untamed regrowth um i uh i'm not sure what the impetus for this change was either um i i, I love how the uh first of all can i we should probably just say massive massive kudos to video james for putting explanations and reasoning underneath each of the changes mm. that is such a welcome difference from the previous balance team where we just got changes with seemingly no rhyme or reason um can't can't say thank you enough for that it is really really nice to get some insight into the uh thought process behind the changes um, but I, I love how this one starts with, we know, we know, hear us out. <laughs> it's, the self-awareness is, uh, love it, chef's kiss. Um, that said, yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I, uh, I'd like to see how it plays out, maybe in the absence of another change to a key nature card uh, that we'll get to in a bit. Because, uh, like, as it stands in a vacuum, you know, uh, taking up one spot in your deck, one mana for refreshing four, um, ignoring the secondary effect, because, like you said, I mean, you know, that's uh, kind of a downside sometimes, not really all the time. It's kind of a benefit sometimes, not really all the time. Um, so, you know, just the pay one to refresh four, uh, there's no doubt that's really, really, really strong. Um, I do want to see if it's like insurmountably strong, uh, but yeah, it's kind of hard to assess untamed regrowth because of another change that, <laughs> from my perspective, goes hand in hand with untamed regrowth. Um, so yeah, I, I'd really, really like to see how it would perform 
without the wildfire change. Um, but yeah, as as it currently stands, it's really really strong. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, I did play it a couple times tonight. It uh, it's too easy to dump all your cards onto the board. Um, if you're playing like a really hyper aggro deck with wildfire and I just never really found it. I think it was helpful one time and then a couple times it was just a dead card. Um, there's another card that I'm going to talk about that's not on this list, but there was a secret buff to a card. And, uh, I think that's the reason that we don't need untamed regrowth. And in fact, I guess I'll just talk about it now because why not? Uh, it goes hand in hand here. So there were a lot of cards that gained the wild faction tag. The Tainted Treant, the Eagle, the Badger, the Nefarious Briar, the Veil Warden Minotaur, Managarmor Moonhound, Oliphant Mount, Archmonian Anteater, and Hyena. Now, namely, the two big targets here are Badger and Eagle. And Badger and Eagle can be obtained by clicking your god power, which means you can always have a wild creature on board. There is a card called Beast Speaker, which is now, I mean, in my opinion, a huge buff to Beast Speaker. Um, Beast Speaker is a three, four mana, four mana, uh, uh, Mystic. That's its only downside is that it's a Mystic and not a Wild. Um, and if you have a Wild on board, it refreshes three mana, and it's a three-three. So you can always have a Wild on board at this point. You can click your god power, and you've got a wild on board. So Beast Speaker, in my opinion, is much better at um, giving you your mana back rather than playing an untamed regrowth. If you're gonna if you're gonna play something to gain you back mana, so you can keep dumping cards onto the board, uh, I think Beast Speaker is the way that I would lean right now. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, I'm a I'm a fan of Beast Speaker. I uh, the new changes definitely give you a whole bunch of different reasons to run it now. Yeah, you know, as you alluded to. Um, that said, I am interested to see if the optimal lists do end up running Beast Speaker. I think there's a pretty solid chance that they don't, uh, only because that four and five mana slot might get a little crowded. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you you want to run blade flies. Oh yeah. You want to run wildfire. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the five mana slot, do you want to run trial of the hydra? Do you want to run the veil warden minotaur? Do you want to run jagstaff or avatar of nature? And uh, at that point, you might be raising your curve a bit much to also fit in a four mana three three that can't be buffed. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's an interesting decision to make, uh, but. Yeah, definitely another card that was peripherally affected yeah. by these changes. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got the Tavern Brawler, and we talked about this guy a little bit in that he is basically, or she, I believe, uh, is basically the um, old Vanguard Axe Woman is now the the new Tavern Brawler. So it, it's it's mana increased by one, it's health increased by one, it's now a two mana, two, three, uh, but it's only for war, so war now has the only access to the old vanguard x woman um obviously this card is great that's why it was in every single deck before so now tavern brawler becomes an auto include in my opinion in pretty much every single war deck ever 
Except maybe uh, me make trade because it doesn't have deadly. What do you think? Even that deck probably probably wants a tavern brawler. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, before you probably ran tavern brawler and vanguard, and I don't think that's going to change at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do like the fact that a two mana two three with blitz is sticking around. Um, you know, the fact that it's tied to one domain and one domain only. Um, you know. It's a bummer for the other, uh, the other five domains, but past <laughs> that, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm happy that it still exists. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Vicious Rend, which is a very interesting one in my opinion. Uh, the old text was deal three damage to a damaged creature, and now it is deal three damage to a damaged character, meaning you can go face with it. Um, I ran a Slayer deck, a free-to-play Slayer deck, um going to be putting up a youtube video on that exact game actually um very very shortly and i finished off my opponent with vicious rend burst damage to the face it felt pretty good uh it was the only game i played with vicious rend so far and it worked out as i wanted it so hard to say if that uh, will always hold up and be the case but it feels like a really strong card now oh yeah in a vacuum definitely um it's never a dead I, I, card anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. Um, yeah, it definitely got better, uh, more flexible with uh, you know the same floor, same you know the, the same floor, but a much higher upside. Um, I'm not sure if it'll make it into any lists that I run, uh, just because I feel like most of the aggressive war lists are going to be mostly board centric and this can help uh you know maintain a board by removing your opponent's creatures um but i mean it wasn't good enough to make it in before so i don't know if this additional bit of flexibility is gonna change my mind on that front but yeah know, we'll see yeah it doesn't feel like a huge buff by any means but um it's uh, it's one i'm excited to see just because um like again their reasoning it's nice to see it says we want to see if this will push players towards a more aggressive play style i don't think in a vacuum it does but um i again i tried it out and it uh, worked out as i wanted it to so i'll definitely keep trying it uh and uh we'll see if we'll see if it holds up but um i do like that yeah, they're trying to push people towards aggro yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know if this is going to uh, really motivate some. I don't think anybody's going to look at the change to Vicious Rend and be like, now I'm going to play Aggro War. But um, it is nice for the people who have decided to play Aggro War to have another option. And all that's for sure. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, like we talk a lot uh, of how we don't like control. Um, and I don't want players out there who are like, I only like control. These guys suck. Um we're talking bad about their decks. I actually enjoy playing Control. Um, I don't enjoy 40-minute games at all. And uh, when we talk about this game's longevity and success, we have to talk about mobile. And again, no one wants to play a 45-minute mobile game. So I, I'm not here to say that no one should like Control or anything. I actually enjoy it. But I think that the game needed to be sped up massively and uh anything that they start doing to move it towards being sped up is a good change in my book yeah that's fair and uh i mean 
Yeah, I, I don't mind control either. Uh, the thing is, you know, uh, I don't want to name names, but people previously in charge of balance seemed to have no issue with inevitable win conditions. Mm. And the ease with which people were able to reach those inevitable win conditions yeah. uh, definitely swung too far towards consistent. Yeah. And, um, you know, what it leads to is games where as soon as you see your opponent choose their god power, uh, you know that there are two potential outcomes. <laughs> and you know exactly how the game is going to play out and your play doesn't really matter the only thing that matters is do they find their stuff in the right order yep um so yeah anything to lessen that consistency and create like more variable outcomes when it comes to aggro versus control or mid-range versus control or even control mirrors yeah i'm all for it please please do absolutely um next up we've got overproof brew uh this is a pretty insane card um it used to be completely different so i'm not even going to bother reading the text it now <laughs> deals one damage to each of your creatures and gives plus two strength and protected to each of your creatures uh i feel like this is actually inaccurate doesn't it deal one damage to all creatures yes yeah, this has deal one damage to each of your creatures. I'm pretty confident it deals one damage to all creatures. Let me click on the link here and see if it brings me to the card. Yeah, okay, so if I click on the link and bring it to the card, so they actually have it incorrect here on the Reddit. Uh, we should probably point that out. Um, but it does say deal one damage to each creature, not your own creatures. Um, it deals damage to your opponent's creatures as well. And it gives plus two strength and protected to only your own creatures. This is pretty insane, uh, especially with Enduring Shield. I played a game where Enduring Shield was just given most of my guys protected, and then you play Overproof Brew. Uh, it breaks your own protected, doesn't do any damage to your creatures, gives them plus two strength, and then gives them protected again. And uh, at the same time, does damage to your opponent's creatures. And uh, it, it's it's pretty insane to give plus two strength and protected to a massive board of creatures. That could be potentially 10 to 12 strength plus all of your creatures getting protected. It's insane. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, in a vacuum, yeah, it's definitely insanely strong. Um, I think I might like to see, you know, taking away the aspect of uh, dealing one damage to any creatures, but just, I'd like to see if it were, you know, a war version of Wildfire, where maybe instead of overkill, it's protected. You know, it gives two plus two strength and protected to each of your creatures until end of turn. I think I might like to see something like that. So, you know, you can spend five mana, you can make a bunch of value trades or push a bunch of extra damage to the face, but then, you know, everything's back to normal at the end of the turn. Yeah, I mean, even thematically, what is this, a cup of beer or something? What's a brew? Like, is this guy... Oh, you're just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the most powerful card in the game is just someone getting drunk? Like, come on. <laughs> hey, you don't know what's in there. <laughs> Could That's... be concentrated HGA. <laughs> it's got to be something strong. Uh, horse tranquilizer or something. I like your idea of it wearing off, perhaps. That way it's not... Uh, but but again, the protected doesn't wear off. I mean, it's just insane to give five creatures protected. Um, That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And, and especially with the other ways to give protected now. Um, I played against Video James, who was 
playing basically all protected cards. He had like you know Master Tactician, um, the Raid Reveler. Um, I forget what else, but all kinds of things with protect already. I mean, imagine playing these things, and then he was playing Yawn Slot. So then he gives them Blitz. He can make trade, and then use like Enduring Shield to give them protected again, and then use Overproof Brew to give them protected again. I mean, like, you could just keep making the trades with the same creatures over and over and over and over. Sounds fun. <laughs> yep. Um, moving on to Blood Boil Outlaw. This is a really big change, in my opinion. This card is... I'm going to go ahead and... Um, I'm going to call it a bomb. It's it's not quite a bomb, but it's it's like an A+. Plus in my book. Blood Boil Outlaw uh, used to be this creature gets plus one strength after it attacks a creature, which it's a one mana 2-2. Two, two. So normally when it attacks a creature, it's dead. Um, now it's a one mana 2-2 two, two that this creature, after this creature attacks, it gains two strength. So I played a couple games where I've seen this get protected, it goes face, uh, all of a sudden it's a one mana 4-2, that will continue to spiral out of control if left unchecked. For one mana, you can have like a 6-2. And again, protected is very easy to come by in war now. So Blood Boil can easily, easily spiral out of control. Especially you give this uh, Onslaught maybe. Uh, with you, you can give it uh, protected. You know, use Enduring Shield, give it protected. Give it Onslaught. You can tack on turn one with three damage. And then it gains plus two strength permanently. So this is a very cheap card that uh, can easily become extremely strong. What are your thoughts on the way that this has changed? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it seems like similar to the Vicious Ren change. I, uh, you know, yeah, it's obviously better. Um, yeah, it's it was underutilized before um yeah th this one it, it, you know i don't think vicious ran top or anything but blood boil outlaw may well be over the top especially if we uh start to see any hand buff archetypes Oof. coming out um you know yeah it's a, it's a snowball creature that can really go nuts starting from turn two uh, which is, you know, pretty early. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I like to see it at, you know, the same plus one strength, but just after it attacks a character instead of a creature, um, you know, see if that is enough to push it into play. But, um, I mean, they do they do say it's only two health, so it's very easy to remove, and that is total facts. Can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, people find a way to take advantage of it and uh, it becomes you know problematic yeah i mean let's say it's easy to remove uh unless you play like some frontliners and also if you give it protected and you know i think there are ways that people will take advantage um it does say that they are laser focused on this card so that's that's a good sign that uh and and i do like the idea that um you know that they're trying stuff i don't i don't just yes. dis i don't dislike this change um i think it's a very interesting change and like you said, it might be might be too strong, but uh, especially yeah, like I saw someone give it like a shield bearer buff and a trial spirit buff on the same turn, and I was just like, oh god, I'm gonna <laughs> die. <Yeah. laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up, and yeah, we should take care to mention any skepticism that Copper or I are bringing to the table. Uh, it should not overshadow the fact that, like, I think I speak for Copper when I say we are so hyped that we are trying things. Uh, speak for yourself. I'm so hyped that they're trying things. Oh, all right, fair play. <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> Sorry, agree to agree. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it. Yeah, it's exciting times. It's exciting times. Oh man! <laughs> the next one is also pretty nuts. Um, is it still the same? Let's read and find out. So, Vampiric Skull uh, was not played. I'm gonna say ever, but it was in the sideboard, so we'd see it occasionally. Um, it, its old text was Burn One, Roar, Summon a random creature that costs three mana or less from your void. Now it's just roar summon a creature that costs three mana or less from your void give it soulless so this creature is no longer on fire um and it's a six mana six six where you instantly get a bonus creature on the board from your own void meaning you can kind of have control over somewhat of you know what three mana or less creatures you put in your own deck uh, and this is just a rare card, so you can have two copies of this. I mean, that's a pretty big turn six. Uh, you know, you can give yourself a 6-6 a six, six Vampiric Skull plus a 2-6 Pyramid Warden. Or a three-mana uh, Hunt Warden, which is another seven stats on top of 12. I mean, you're talking about 19 stats for six mana. If I did that math right, which... I don't have a math hat, so I'm not sure if that's right. But <laughs> it's 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 pretty big, whatever it is. It's definitely more than the typical 6-6 six, six for 6 mana. Uh, you're obviously getting a ton of value out of this. Oh, yeah. And it's hey, a, anything that incentivizes people to run glass cannon, I'm all for it. <laughs> and this nah. is, I, it's a <laughs> nether, too. So it, I, I'm kind of excited to see if maybe some nether decks start popping up. Yeah, I mean, they, they started off really well in uh, their explanation. They say this card just needed some love, and they're right. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, being able to select the three or mana, three mana or less creature from your void, um, I think, is probably the bigger change. Wait, wait, you can select the... one? I mean, if I'm just basing it off the text, I haven't actually played it, but it says summon a creature instead of a random creature, so I'm assuming you get to select it. Hmm, that's actually interesting. I don't know. Hold on. yeah we'll have to look into that and get back to you guys hey either way yeah it's definitely a buff you know no two ways about it and um yeah it should make for some interesting interactions uh you know the same thing you mentioned earlier with uh you know half-lifing your uh uh what's the one that just got nerfed there v-rox you know back into play uh you know anything with like a, a detrimental roar effect or anything that's just a little bit overstated, even bringing back, like you said, just a hunt war three four. Um, yeah, it can be really really strong. Um, that said, the six mana slot in death is—I don't want to say crowded because it's like not <laughs> particularly crowded, but uh, there's this card called Nef- Nefero. <laughs> and yeah, people seem to really like it. What's it that? seems to be very okay. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure if it's enough to displace Neferu. Um, I'm not sure if it's good enough to run in addition to Neferu, but uh, hey, remains to be seen. I'm I glad think they're trying it. Yeah, I think you're right, though, reading through their text that it sounds like you get to choose, which is actually pretty nuts. Um, 
they did nerf uh, Vanguard Axeman, so you can't just bring back a 2-3 with Blitz, but you can bring back other Blitz, or bring back other Ramp, or bring back, you know, whatever you want, other damage, like a Bomb Fly. Um, and the fact that they, they said they give it uh, Soulless so that it can't be a, a combo piece uh, permanently looping cards, but um, yeah, that that is actually really interesting that you get to choose. I I didn't realize that until now. And that feels really strong to me. Yeah, it could be. It's, but yeah, I mean, you get a 6-6 six, six out there behind a Pyramid Warden, and now... I mean, obviously dropping a Pyramid Warden on 6 mana is not always wise, but uh, you can get some type of front line out there and, and protect your 6-6. Six, six. That, seems, that seems pretty nice. Yeah, there's also you know a bunch of super useful afterlife creatures at three oh, or less yeah. mana and death um oh yeah yeah you could even bring back a cruel overseer if you have sufficiently low health yeah, or uh, you know, there's acolyte. the acolytes yeah. exactly damn so, yeah. that's interesting i'm gonna try this thing out this sounds fun <laughs> might see some play Let's yeah see it. yeah uh next up we've got green giant which uh is just an insane change to me but there's so many other insane changes that happened in nature that i can't even get this guy in my deck this guy is the green giant his strength Increased. He was already a 6-mana six 6-8 six, with overkill, which is important. And now it's a 7-8 with overkill. Um, the problem is it's 6-mana, and uh, I don't see nature games going to 6-mana anymore. Uh, you play that wildfire on about 5-mana or so, and, and you are pretty set. So I haven't... I did add one copy to my deck just so I could hopefully get an eye on him and uh, never never got to play him thus far but uh it feels very strong but again it just feels uh just it doesn't even matter uh in comparison to anything else that's happening in nature right now yeah that's fair um yeah i mean i i do it's definitely a, a solid change uh you know to its benefit um when you get to that six mana space you know there's quite a few things with six health um so being able to value trade with those and get an extra damage of overkill uh you know just randomly distributed definitely stronger um that and the fact that you know if it ends up going face you know over a couple of turns that extra damage adds up for sure uh it does present nature with a lot of choices in the six mana slot um you know if you have you know, a more favor-oriented deck, you could always still go with Pious Giant. Uh, if you're running something with Amazon flavor, you can go with Hippolyta. Uh, uh, if you're looking to be preventative, you can go with Enchanted Vines or Black Rhino. Uh, so, you know, nature is spoiled for choice in the six-mana slot. So I don't mind making their least played, you know, option in that slot slightly stronger. Uh, I also think this benefits free-to-play players. Uh, Green Giant is super potent at uh, earlier levels, you know? Yeah. Um, it can be a pseudo-board clear if you want to use it that way. It can be a, a, a real threat to your opponent's health total if you choose to use it that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I'm not super. I'm not super stoked or nothing. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm whatever. We got wildfire coming up still, so I'm just, I'm whatever. 
Um, yeah, we're almost out of the buffs, so then we can talk about wildfire. Yeah, <laughs> we are, in fact, to the changes now. Um, we're up to the annoying bureaucrat, uh, which is a very big change here. So it, it went from being a 3-4 to a 5-4, and it used to be hidden for one turn at the start of each player's turn. That player selects a card in their hand and obliterates it. The new text is hidden for one turn. That's the same. But now it's give an enemy creature at the start of your turn, discard a card, and remove this effect. So first of all, I just want to point out that the word discard is not a keyword that's anywhere else in this game. So uh, Lupulin pointed out this morning, does that mean it goes to your void? Presumably, yes, but it, it might be an inconsistent use of a keyword. There's no other card that says discard. Um, I don't know if this wording needs to be updated or what, but uh, I, I assume it goes to your void. It's not obliterated, so right, it probably just goes to the void, but it, it doesn't... That's not a keyword that we've ever had before, so it's interesting that this is a new effect. Um, it's weird that it only affects a single turn and then the effect goes away. I don't know if we've ever had an effect on a card like that's not not like uh, you know confused for a turn or whatever, but like an actual effect that has a green or yellow and colorblind outline on the card where it lets you know that there is a special effect and then that effect just goes away after a turn. I don't know that we've had anything like that. Um, so I feel like this is a very interesting, totally different mechanic than we've ever seen before. I honestly haven't thought about the card at all beyond those things I just pointed out. So what do you think about the card? Is it a good card? Uh, is it something you would ever play? Uh, I believe it is six mana. It is a six mana. Um, now this is also weird because the balance patch notes say it's a five four, but when I click on the card, it's actually a six four. It's a 6-4, yeah. So, okay, it's a 6-4, actually. So 6-4 for 6 mana, and it's hidden for a turn. Could get some damage in. Um, but your opponent gets to choose the card that they discard. I don't know. I don't like it. it seems seems weird. I don't like weird things. What do you think? <laughs> we fear change. No, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I don't mind it. Um, I am sad to see the old uh, lockout deck go um yeah i i liked that as an alternative win condition yeah it was interesting um for those who yeah, don't know it, that the the effect of the old card was that you had to obliterate a card at the beginning of your turn so if you ever had zero cards in your hand and then drew a card you had to immediately discard that card so you never would ever have cards ever again yeah yeah you either had to have a board or means to remove the annoying bureaucrat and if you couldn't, you lost. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I think it was a cool archetype in that, you know, you're playing against your opponent's resources rather than their health. Mm. Um, so I am a bit sad to see that go. I think that's a cool, interesting dimension to have in a card game. Um, this new one doesn't do anything for me. Um, I could see it being good. I could see it being mediocre. I just, uh, I don't think I'll ever play it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, it just seems meh. Like, I don't like that the, the uh, effect goes away after a turn. Um, I think maybe it should just be on an opponent's creature permanently. I mean, that feels too strong because then every single turn, um, you know, maybe it, it, uh, you know, it sticks around for too long if there's no way for your opponent to get rid of that 
creature. Yeah, that'd be tough because like deception has so many means of sleeping your opponent's creatures. Ugh. You could just stick it on something and true. Yeah, sleep it every turn. Yeah, I was thinking maybe you'd have to give it burn at the same time. Like maybe it should give like you know give this effect and burn plus two or something. Oh, that'd be interesting. Because then maybe it, it you know they maybe they could trade it off. Maybe it just burns out, but it takes two or three turns. Although, and then I don't know. Maybe this gets weird. I didn't think. I didn't really think this through at all. But like, maybe you played on a Helian Elite, right? And that's gonna that's gonna be sticking around for a long time. Um, so maybe that is bad. <laughs> um, if you could just keep yeah. sleeping at every turn, I don't know. My, my major main point here is just that I'm with you here. It seems meh. I don't like it. It doesn't do anything for me. I'll never play it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next up, we've got the purification filter. Uh, this used to be lights only real board clear uh, at six mana. It would destroy all creatures with strength three or more. Now it's totally different. It is basically like an imperious smite. It destroys an enemy creature with four or more strength. So now it now it specifically targets an enemy creature uh, as opposed to the way imperious smite works. But then the differentiator really is, first of all, it has to be four or more strength. And then secondly, it's give plus two, plus two to a random friendly creature with the lowest strength. So they turned a board wipe into a conditional single target removal plus giving a random friendly creature plus two, plus two. I... To say that I don't like this is probably an understatement. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it needed to be changed it's not like light is just you know has board wipe after board wipe um i'm i'm no fan of board wipes that is a fact that everyone knows about me but um if you have one i'm okay with it uh and this just feels weird like why does it uh, why does it what what is it doing thematically is it like chopping up a creature then feeding it to your own creature i don't know why does it kill an enemy creature and then also buff your creature what is what is this caution what is this explain to me i don't like this uh you know what? that's a great question man <laughs> on account of uh yeah i don't have a good answer for you um <laughs> it just feels weird it feels like it feels either too bulky to run and you know the decks i think it's best suited for and if you're looking at it from like a, i want to run control light perspective um it just got objectively way way worse yeah so uh yeah not sure again this is another one where i'm just i'm sure why this was targeted for any kind of change yeah um, i mean we do have to realize that maybe some of these things are um you know for the future set um like they they have said that some of these changes are intended to be things that interact or make the new set balanced um i don't know why they would need to do the changes before the set came out but um, yeah. <laughs> but maybe there is some secret reasoning even if there is this seems just bizarre yeah yeah now with the information we have available to us um this is just confusing to me <laughs> and if the changes you know with uh you know with regards to the new set coming out i would just save it for then but that's just me yeah i gotta agree on that one all right next up we got the crazy card where to wildfire <laughs> 
Wildfire, again, is another card that, similar to Purification Filter, was a, a AoE spell, a board wipe of sorts, um, and now it is not. <laughs> so it used to deal, deal two damage to each creature. Uh, each creature that survives gains burn plus one or confused, chosen randomly. Now it's totally different. Now it is deal one damage to each of your opponent's creatures, give plus one, plus one, and regen plus one to your wild creatures. So initially when they had rolled this change out, they had said that they were going to make it deal one damage to all creatures, including your own, but then they went back and uh, only made it deal damage to one side of the board, and then the buff only happens to your side of the board. So it's kind of weird. What are your thoughts on this? There's a ton of wild creatures out there. Plenty of new ones added. Um, <laughs> so you're not going to be you're not going to be struggling to find a target. Uh, so yeah, this is the only change. I'm happy to say this is the only change out of all of them that I wholeheartedly disagree with <laughs> every single part of it. Um, I. First and foremost, let me start by saying the old version of Wildfire, I think, was one of the most well-balanced cards in the entire game. It mm. was mutual AoE. So, you know, the the first uh, sentence in the explanation here on the blog post is one of the best board clear options shouldn't be available in the best board presence decks. Uh, okay, so mm. as somebody that has run nature on every single end of the spectrum... Yes, you could build a nature deck to be the best board presence deck with your overstatted early game creatures. In those decks, you did not run Wildfire right. because it would hurt your side of the board as mm -hmm. well as your opponents. These the Wildfire was only used in control nature archetypes. And if everybody could just raise their hand if you've ever complained about control nature being a thing, oh, nobody? Okay. <laughs> so... Why change it at all in the first place? I have no idea. I can't imagine why. Now, the change that was made is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, now it's one of the best board clear options. It's single-sided yeah. AoE rather than mutual AoE. And if you have any creatures because almost all of nature's creatures are wild at this point yeah they get plus one plus one and regen one yeah so it's like okay well you have to have a board developed already and then you have to be able to play the wildfire no 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 we have the new pack stock now <laughs> which refreshes you up to that four mana threshold that you need to play wildfire it doesn't make any sense to me can yep. you explain this to me in a way that makes sense <sighs> Well, you said regen one, but it actually gives regen plus one. So if they already had one, me. <laughs> like the uh, our little Marshwalker friend here, he black jaguar, yeah. <laughs> black jag. I mean, yeah, there's there's, there's a nefarious lot. Nefarious prior, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nefarious prior is a pretty decent card, I'd say. It's now a wild, uh, which means it gets all the buffs. It does some of the best relic removal. It's already got regen, and so now if you hit it with um, uh, wildfire, it's going to have regen two, and and regen is pretty insane. Um, you can trade every single turn, and your creatures just absorb that damage, and then they just get better. Uh, yeah, I just I, yeah. like again this uh, this change again. Like 
out of all of them, every single one, whether I agree with them or not at face value, I can read the explainers right. below, which again, I'm super thankful for. Yeah. And then I can be like, oh, okay, I guess I understand their perspective. This one, I don't understand the change at all. Seems just completely <sighs> backwards to me. And then the explanation doesn't make sense. It, the only part that isn't thematic, which I bet you love the whole bushfire thing <laughs> that they go into here. Uh, I, I, sorry. Um, <laughs> but like, I, you know, the only thing that is, is like any kind of real reasoning to why they, they would make this change isn't applicable. It, it doesn't make any sense from top to bottom for me. This is the, this is the, it, it, it's, uh, it, this is, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Well, I, I don't get it. I have yet to hear me, an explanation that makes sense. Here you go. So free-to-play players, they're just not playing nature. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you almost had me. <laughs> we, we needed to give uh, free-to-play players a reason to play nature. So, I, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, nature was already the sense. most played, and now it's it's just... Why would you play anything else as a free-to-play player? Uh... Ruined one of the coolest, most well-balanced cards in the game to make this abomination that makes no sense. Yeah, and, and I, I, like, I heard people complain about it before it came out, and we got to like actually physically play it, and um, like, it, it, oh god, they were complaining about it, uh, saying you know free-to-play is dead, and um. And, and, you know, Gloom Druid obviously would be a nice touch to these decks, but kind of like you pointed out uh, in regards to the Beast Speaker, uh, Gloom Druid is a mystic, and there were a number of times when I just wished that instead of a Gloom Druid, I had a different wild creature. Gloom Druids are only 2-2, and they don't get buffed, and they don't get buffed by Trial of the Hydra either. So you can easily, easily make the argument not to include Gloom Druids. Of course, they are good um and you'd be fine including them as well but it's not like oh if you don't have gloom druids you can't run you can't run free to play nature or whatever you know what i mean like you can easily say okay there's plenty of wild creatures that will get the buff and uh you don't need gloom druids yeah i mean from a free to play player's perspective um i don't know if this really affects me all that much um yeah, like you said, uh, free-to-play player's best bet prior to these changes was mid-range nature with, you know, heavy statted creatures, cap out with two charging oryxes, and uh, fit in a bunch of ping damage along the way wherever you can find it. Uh, whereas, like, now, I think in, like, any optimal list that takes advantage of wildfire, you'll need at least the two underbrush bores, which you're looking at a couple hundred bucks there. Uh, you'll be greatly benefited by Pyramid Warden. It's another couple hundred bucks. Um, and yeah, I just, I, and also Wildfire is an epic card. Like the likelihood that you have two of them mm. is not great, you know, especially if you're first starting out. So um, yeah, I, I, this makes no sense. If they reverted it tomorrow, I would be super, super stoked because I would <laughs> love to see how the new pack stock works without. Yeah, it's hard this, to know. Uh, wildfire change looming over it and again like why like there's so many cards that like i would take a look at before wildfire might be the bottom of the list the old version like i, I don't understand why yeah it just seems weird i will me. say i agree that the old wildfire was probably the most balanced card um 
I, I would say that I, I didn't run Pyramid Warden in my, my nature decks today, I don't think, uh, at all. And, uh, man, you could just flood the board with wilds. Like, it's it's all you need. It, I yeah. mean, you could already run people over with, with nature prior to any of this update, and running people over is now... I mean, I got run over a couple times, too. Like, turn two, you're just, like, already, like... <laughs> <laughs> like dead uh, nature has the ability that? to do that i don't i just don't get it why yeah this seems it seems weird i i, I definitely agree that uh underbrush boar is just a badass card and uh you will obviously be benefited by it but uh yeah i i don't know i don't get it yeah. either it's definitely one that leaves me speechless uh I, yeah I, I don't get it yeah please change it back that's all i'll say yeah I think that's is, where... this also like ruins all hope of control nature ever being a viable archetype. Not that it ever has been. <laughs> it's it's never been a top tier deck ever. And I that's mean, the only I can't... archetype this hurts. I, I think I it. came in. Well, I, I came in top ten with the uh, like enchanted vines, control, nature. Oh I think... yeah, sure. I, if we're bragging, I, I came in third place with control nature. But yeah, it's so I, mean, I wouldn't say one it's... of the best decks. Uh yeah. I mean. It doesn't. It doesn't have an an inevitable win condition. It well, I mean, doesn't have ramp. It's not, a, it'll never uh, be one of the best control decks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fair. I just don't think that wildfire, losing wildfire, prevents it from having inevitable win conditions. Oh no, for sure. Like it definitely hurts its viability. It's you know, it's one less tool. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, although I will say that I think that was a problem with nature, just like it's a problem with death. Um, that was pretty much control nature was two wildfires, two the hunts, two uh, enchanted vines, two like it was just like I'm sure I'm missing some. Uh, but yeah, it was. Oh, it was that's a... interesting. No, yeah, my my control list was definitely more heavily catered around uh, creatures as a means mm. of. Uh, I've seen some very. Yeah, I've seen some very spell-heavy canopy barrage. That's the one I forgot. Um, some, uh, lightning strikes, uh, the the one that does the one I always forget on this podcast and ask you every time. What's the one that does twelve damage? Uh, frenzied ritual. <laughs> I literally never remember the name of that card. That's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I've seen, and then of course like Selena's bow and uh leech yeah, no, hey that's a great point change frenzied ritual to this new wildfire if you want this to exist but leave <laughs> the old wildfire alone yeah the old wide yeah I, I completely agree i loved that it did equal damage on both sides uh it always felt fair it's not like it's not like a you know board wipe or something where you just feel like you know your opponent's not playing any creatures it's always going to be one-sided um this was always like oh i could play wildfire but i will do damage to some of my own creatures should i do it should i not do it should i even include it it was always it always asked questions and i really like yeah, that about exactly. wildfire and yeah when you're playing out a game on turn two or three like oh i could play my underbrush board and get a value trade but then it'll be a three one next turn i'm planning on wildfiring yeah I, yeah there were so many decisions to make it's like it's not just hard removal so yeah please bring it back and, and the fact that it was either burn or confuse, so it was like, well, if I do this, one of my creatures will have one health. Maybe it gets confused, but maybe it gets burned, and then it's going to die. So, like, you know, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, let's bring back old wildfire. <laughs> let's do it. And, and let's just see how the rest of nature plays out, because there's a lot of stuff that nature has now. Um, so, yeah, exactly. I, I, I would love to see how it goes without it. 
Next up, we've got yet another card that uh, I know you said that that uh, Wildfire was your only card that you were like, what the H? Uh, this one for me is kind of in that same ballpark. Uh, Enduring Shield. I mean, now, like, don't get me wrong. I am so, so freaking happy that they changed it. Ugh. So happy. Like, I've, th- th- like if, if Wildfire was the bottom of the list of cards that needed change, Enduring Shield was the very top. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> So this this used to be a one attack four durability relic um, that just gave your uh, your god protected after every single time that uh, you you got attacked and uh, it would lose one durability and now it's got blitz when you attack with this relic randomly give protected to one of your creatures without protected and it's a two attack two durability or if you play slayer infinite durability two attack and uh it gives your creatures protected and it, and it randomly gives protected to one of your creatures with, without protected which is important because that means you can kind of semi target which creatures are getting protected um you can make sure you only play one creature and then do the attack and then you know play your other creatures if you specifically want to target a creature um so there are ways to kind of make it not as random not all the time of course but uh you you do get to give protect to a lot of really good creatures uh if you only have the relic equipped you can play a creature with blitz then attack with the relic and now all of a sudden your blitz creature has protected uh this goes for onslaught though i have not tried it with onslaught where you could just use your god power to give it blitz and then anything has protected and blitz which is insane um, Knock the Pillager we're talking about here, getting protected and blitz, uh, and, a, and a boost to its strength. That is not fun. Um, I, I, there's just so many uh, use cases for this Enduring Shield, and uh, especially if God Powers never change and Slayer stays as is, you can keep this equipped for eternity and just give your creatures protected every single turn. What do you think about this one? So, I think that this is Video James's masterstroke. Um, this is his Mona Lisa. <laughs> this is this is the most incredible gift I could have ever imagined. Not only did we get rid of, I think unanimously known <laughs> as the lamest card in the entire game. Yeah, we resurrected. The greatest archetype of all time <laughs> in Slayer War. Aggro Slayer War, I should say. And this it, it it I can't I can't put into words how happy this change has made me. I was telling Copper before the show started, I woke up today. <laughs> just everything seemed a little brighter. You know? Like my coffee tasted just a little better. It's just, it, it's been. I, I'd make an argument that God's Unchained's the be, in the best state that it's ever been, just because we we no longer have to deal with the old version of Enduring Shield, <laughs> and we have an archetype back to hold all of these ridiculously greedy. I sit back and kill stuff until I get to big stuff kind of decks. We have we have a new archetype to hold those in check. I think this is going to be massive for the overall health of the meta um it does concern me a bit though because historically 
when we've had an archetype like Agro Slayer War exist that is definitely strong if you do nothing to counter it, but so, so easily counterable. It's so easy to counter Agro Slayer. It's just the last time that we were in a situation like this, people simply refused to do it. They were like, no, I don't want to add two front lines and a relic removal to my deck. I want to keep it the same as I always have. You know, my deck doesn't work anymore, and I don't want to be bothered changing even, you know, 5% of the cards in it. And uh, I am worried that we're going to get something similar this time around. Um, I would just encourage people, put two front lines and a relic removal in your deck. See if you ever lose to Slayer again. Just try it. Just once. Because I'll say, I have played <laughs> damn near 100 games of Slayer in 24 change went live and um yeah if you if uh, you know it's the same as it's always been if your opponent plays relic removal and uh any amount of frontline creatures greater than two you're gonna lose as simple as that and um yeah i mean there it, it makes for some awesome openings the new enduring shield you can pip up into it on turn one and then turn two drop a two drop or two one drops and swing with it give one protected for sure but uh if you do that same play and your opponent pips up into an iron tooth goblin that's game over like you're you're you know you're in bad shape so yeah like you know i just i i love what this has brought to the table in like a macro sense and, hard um, disagree <laughs> hard Here, disagree hard disagree here's why uh you're talking about slayer but you you yeah. lest you forget that onslaught exists um people can make almost those same exact plays, but instead of just giving, you know, a one mana or a two mana creature protected, they can give protected to things like Poison Peddler or uh, Harvest Arachne. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm totally choosing to look at the bright... Onslaught <sighs> needs to go away. That's that's not going to change. It's, yeah. Onslaught is a... is a, uh, What's the... There's a word for it that I'm looking for, um, but... Onslaught's the worst thing ever, and it needs to go away. It's super restrictive as far as, like, you know, future card pools go. We're seeing it with this change. Anything yeah. anything cool that involves, like, five or six different keywords, it can be abused in Onslaught, oh, for yeah. sure. Yep, Onslaught yep. needs to go away. That's that's a fact, for sure. Yeah, um, I would agree that if Onslaught was gone, uh, Enduring Shield, if also maybe Overproof Brew was tamed down a little bit, then I think I'd be fine with Enduring Shield or at least trying it that way. But right now, it just feels like there's too much protected. And the last time we saw too much protected, it was a joke uh, and call to arms. Um, I, it's, I agree that it's not nearly on the level of call to arms, and I do like everything you said about Slayer. Um, but I do seriously worry about Onslaught abusing the hell out of this. Like this has yeah, blitz. That's a, it's like since, that's a since it has crossed when we get to it, but like yeah. Well, no, we're, we're there already. Go away. That's that's, <laughs> that's for sure. That's... We've crossed the bridge. The enduring shield is here, and um, if Fake Muse hasn't yet played an enduring shield onslaught deck, uh, I'll eat my hat. Yeah, I mean, and people that you know, um, I guess I don't know, have some sort of trauma from growing up. <laughs> I don't know what makes people the way they are, but. Yeah, if you want to run it in Onslaught, you know, go for it. You like winning more than you like fun. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Onslaught needs to go away. I think it's inevitable. Um, it's just a matter of time. I'm not sure why we haven't done it yet. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, in the meantime, how it affects literally everything else. Like, nothing's ever going to make Onslaught okay. So, right. like, you know, right. you got to look at it outside of that context, right? So um, that's what I'm choosing to do anyway. Well, there was a proposed... Literally every other peripheral effect is better than it was two days ago. There was a proposed change that I think it was Fake Muse, actually, um, who proposed this earlier today. I want to know what you think. If, if Onslaught was, uh, instead of give plus one strength uh, and blitz... What if it was give minus one strength and god blitz to a creature? Uh, then maybe it would be used in more aggressive decks, and it would also take away Poison Peddler, uh, Curse Kaipora. They would not be doing the uh, the any damage, so therefore it, they would not be dealing deadly. So I. Th- it's an awful idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than the current. Uh, give plus one strength and let a knock v pillager heal you for eight and uh, clear opponent's board uh, Trojan yeah, battle just, mage dealing eight clearing a board uh, just just scrap it back to the drawing board it's unsavable just <laughs> it, it, come on <laughs> <laughs> oh god I still like my idea uh, make it just give you a one one god blitz creature just simple. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, moving on to anti-magic wards. Um, this one's weird. It used to add a mana lock to your opponent's gems, draw a card. Now it's give ward to a creature in your hand, add a mana lock to your opponent's mana gems. So it no longer draws you a card, um, but it still locks an opponent's mana gem, and it gives ward to a creature in your hand. Now, for now, I feel like this doesn't really do anything, but eventually we think hand buff is going to be a thing, and maybe at that point this becomes playable? What do you think? I feel like this sounds like it could be cool, but I don't think anybody's going to play it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, uh, Anti-Magic Wards is an interesting card. Um, I think it... I'm honestly surprised that it sees as little play as it has historically. Um, it's the exact same as Mana Ramp, yeah, um, more or less there, as far as the you know advantage that it gives you in the early men mid game. Um, I think if you know onslaught players could see past the keywords that they love to spam, they'd probably include two in their decks. <laughs> but you know they'll figure that out in a couple of years. Um, <laughs> But uh, sorry if I'm being mean. I hate Onslaught. It's the worst <laughs> thing. You shouldn't play it. If you're still playing it after this patch when we have all these exciting new options, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Come on. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting. In the explanation there, they say uh, drawing a card isn't what you want to do when you're trying to rush down your opponent before they get to higher mana. I don't think that's the utility of this card at all. I think this card works best in greedier decks where you want to get to higher mana before your opponent not necessarily yeah. that you're trying to rush them down so in that sense drawing a card is definitely higher value um technically this is definitely a nerf i agree wholeheartedly with that um yeah it's gonna be interesting i, I, I it's a nerf that i'm happy about because i feel like they're getting out ahead of it rather than uh you know reacting to its abuse because True. yeah it's definitely a strong card it's it's pseudo ramp yeah. Uh, with a secondary effect so yeah yeah anything to lessen that 
I'm all for it. That's fair. I, I did lose a weekend ranked game this weekend to someone who played back-to-back anti-magic wards uh, on like maybe three or four-ish mana and four or five or something like that. And I just, I was stuck. Like I couldn't do yeah. anything. It was brutal. Uh, so it's it's definitely a legitimate option. It's, it's Like you said, it's basically ramp, but just in reverse. Yeah, I'm genuinely shocked. Well, I'm not shocked because... choose your words carefully i know you're about to say negative things about onslaught players it's an interesting change (laughs) moving on (laughs) and that brings us to our final change here and this one this one's pretty nuts uh i played someone played this against me earlier today and uh man it felt bad um auric mage this used to be a three four and now it is a four five and it used to be a backline leech roar and ability deal one damage to each creature so it was it was an ability which means you couldn't actually physically attack with it now it has leech and roar deal one damage to each creature and so that one damage to each creature is being leeched you do get to heal for that and because it doesn't have an ability anymore you can now attack the following turns with your auric mage uh, it's a six mana four five it's a mystic um it Honestly, I think this is a very nice gift for free-to-play players. It's basically a Demogorgon. It doesn't sleep yeah. things, but uh, it's going to heal you for a whole bunch. And, uh, yeah, you can now attack with it. So now free-to-play players have um, maybe the only core card that uh, can heal for, like, massive, as a creature, can heal for, like, massive amount of of health. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's very many leech cards in the core set that uh no, i mean there's the duger priest that heals i was gonna say roar, that's just on a roar that. though yeah like i'm talking about an actual leech creature you know that can that can perpetually heal like the demogorgon can every turn you can you can attack with this heal for four um i, I don't know that there is and if there is it's not a good card because no one's ever played it so um yeah i think this is is pot- it's potentially a gift to the free-to-play players but what worries me is that every time they duplicate up cards like that, uh, it's going to be just added in addition to. So I won't be shocked at all to see this added to decks that also run Demogorgons and uh, heal for a billion health and probably run it in Onslaught. You can heal for a bunch as you drop it, heal for another five when you uh, give it Onslaught. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive at six mana, so you know it, it might be tough to give it Onslaught, but maybe Fury. Yeah. Also, might not need it, but um. True. Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion that War not need access to more heals, more effective heals. Mm. Um. So, yeah, not a huge fan, but yeah, I, it's not good enough to see play. I don't that, think so, though. I think it'll probably make its way into a lot of those decks, like you just said. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, like when I was playing that Slayer deck, there's so much heal. Um, it. I think I got 23 out of 25 when I came in first place, and then I played it again a second week and came in fifth, I think, uh, or sixth. And, uh, like, it, I literally could heal for 100. It's it's disturbing. We, we don't need War to have more leech. Um, between Hector the with the Twin Strike and Protected and leech um, coming from the Knock the Pillagers um, with Twin Strike and leech... Um, the uh, Avatar of War, that thing does. It's got eight 
strength and health and can and it has leech and it also equips you a relic that does five uh heals you for five every single attack oh got Ares rune blade which does two damage to every creature it heals you for two for each i mean there's so many i'm sure i'm forgetting oh yeah demogorgons how did i forget demogorgons um like there's just so much heal caution so much did they need (laughs) do they need arc mage (laughs) i i feel like maybe they didn't need arc mage i would also include drugar priests uh just for fun, in case I was going to play against Soulburn. Um, oh, oh wait, Magic Missile Launcher, that also heals for four. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I feel like every single card in the deck basically heals, and that was yeah. how I won. Yeah, War doesn't need more. No, you're correct on that. You're definitely correct on that. Um, what do we think about maybe making Auric Mage... Uh, a non-war creature like some other specific domain it can't be it can't be neutral obviously or it's gonna be used by war um i don't magic. know magic yeah i was thinking it's magic mage. Uh, hey you're a genius with this uh thematic stuff i know you love it oh man yeah you could give him a little <laughs> wizard hat <laughs> uh yeah it can't it can't be war though i agree I think just in general, the game has too much heal, and it's too easy to double up on heal. It's not like you have a choice of, like, oh, I can only play Nakvi or Hector. It's like, no, I'm going to include both. And now now if you have Auric Mage, Hector has yet another way to make sure he has Leech at 7 mana. So, yeah. I'm with you on this one. This is a bad (laughs) idea. (laughs) At first I thought maybe it's okay, but no. Now I realized... Yeah, this is this is not good. I hope we see a willingness to make uh, uh, quick, uh, you know, revisions and further iterations. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm worried that they won't because it is like a nice card for free to play. But um, yeah, well, you done messed up with Genesis, so you can't you can't give people. <laughs> more free to play doesn't want to play control yeah <laughs> they're just gonna get outvalued yeah that's true they don't have avatar of war or hector well they'll probably have hector but not avatar of war or demogorgons so yeah um yeah I, I i don't like this the more i think about it the more i'm getting a very very bad feeling about this card being one of the worst changes mm. yikes we'll see well, that's the last card, and I uh, hate to end on a down note, but uh, we've gone for an hour and 45 here, so... I was just going to say, <laughs> how long have we gone? My dog is begging for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up here. We'll talk about Sanctum Changes next time, and we'll go into community questions next time. Um, but this, this was the balance special that we've all been waiting for, so um, oh, man. super stoked that it's here. Definitely some things ah. that need tweaking, but uh, in the in the overall, I will just quickly say that I am very happy with it, and uh, I hope that we see some of these some of these things tweaked out. And hey, maybe just get rid of onslaught, and maybe it fixes everything else, right? I mean, I, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, caution. It's been a pleasure, and as uh, always, my dude. And until next week, guys, we will uh, talk to you next time. Make sure you visit podsunchained.com, leave us a question, or hit us up in the discords. Leave us a question if you'd like us to answer it next week on Pods Unchained.
Yeah, and do you think we were right or wrong for the most part? Let us know. I love hearing it. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Take it easy, friend. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is You bring so much I'm so excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is You bring so much fortitude. I'm so excited for you.